You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. This feels like a reckoning. Your captain is dead. Emperor Giorgio. She's a ghost. Haven't you ever been afraid of a ghost? Tyler is in distress. So be it. That is war. I'm gonna bow to you. I don't bow. You always try to outsmart me, Michael. Why were you lying to me? Episode of I'm a Doctor, not a podcast, Cinema Geekly's Star Trek podcast. It is Mirror Universe Emperor Anthony Lewis, along with Plasma Conduit Scrubber uh, Ben Knight. Ben, did we ever decide on a rank for you in this Mirror Universe? I, don't I think, think I'm we... just crewman. Are you just a crewman, lowly crewman? Yeah. Lower decks, Ben Knight. It's your new mm-hmm. nickname. I've been called that before, actually. <laughs> Lower uh, decks. Yeah. And, that, uh, said. Uh, and of course, the now bearded. Aurora yeah. Bubaloo with the goatee. Mm-hmm. Still rocking yeah. this goatee. Uh, what are I, your... I, you know what? I'm thinking about going full beard, actually. Your... Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Nice. What are, your, uh, what are your coworkers, family, friends, loved ones, what do they all think of this uh, this recent change? They have uh, not noticed. <laughs> they haven't noticed. <laughs> wow. I'm not sure what that tells us. I I'm really not... don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I just display so much confidence with this beard that they just... Don't want to say anything. Uh, I think you intimidate them. Yeah, now. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see. We, we should we should tell people what we've just been doing for the last ten minutes before coming on. <laughs> should we? Really, We're all a little bit we giddy really? because well, it's it, we've introduced Tony to um, Wish. Those who know already know what Wish is. Those who don't, I'm so sorry because when you do go and look this up, we're we're basically going to ruin you. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it has made us a little giddy, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're having delusions of grandeur over here about <laughs> the future of this and all of our other podcasts. <laughs> Including uh, North Pod Law. <laughs> well, let's try to win them over, shall we, with an excellent edition of I'm a Doctor, Not a Podcast, where we talk about Star Trek Discovery, and we are talking Season 1, Episode 12, called Vaulting Ambition. And boy, was this an episode. Let's get in to uh, what happened on the show. So Michael and uh, Gabriel are summoned to the ISS... Is it Chiron? It's Chiron, isn't it? 
Uh, it's spelled with a yeah, CH, so I keep wanting to say Sharon, but it's not. It's the Chiron. The Imperial flagship. And boy, is this flagship a big, big-ass flagship. It looks so cool. Yeah. Uh, Emperor Georgiou sends Lorca to the torturous agony booth while she has dinner with Burnham. Boy, that dinner. We know why there's not a lot of Kelpians in the Mirror Ooh. Universe. Yep. Kelpians is food in the Mirror Universe. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't mm-hmm. like a, a nice juicy bite of threat ganglia? ganglia. Everyone? Mm. So gross. It's the worst <laughs> word I've ever heard. It's pretty gross. Uh, <laughs> Stamets finds himself in uh, within the mycelial network with Mirror Stamets. Uh, and, they are, and he learns that the network has been corrupted by the Mirror Stamets experiments. Stamets encounters a representation of Culber and accepts his loss before waking up to find a spore collection infected. Georgiou laments, uh, laments allowing Lorca to become a father figure for Burnham, only for the pair to fall in love and to plot to overthrow her. She plans to execute Burnham, who reveals the truth uh, about uh, being from another universe, explaining how they had crossed over. Georgiou trades the spore drives schematics for information uh, on alternative ways to cross between universes, which leads Burnham to realize that the Lorca she knows is actually from the Mirror Universe and has been been manipulating events to get close to her and to get back to his home. Lorca then escapes the agony booth and he is uh he is let loose. So Ben, how does it feel to be vindicated <laughs> once more on a on a theory? Uh what did you think of uh the episode? Um well, I mean this was the big payoff uh in in a lot of ways. Um I, I enjoyed it. It, it was odd. I it, it, oddly enough it didn't feel quite as exciting as the week before, but I think that's only because um if I guess it's sort of a product of of doing what we do is you know you pick through uh, an episode and it does to some extent take you out of sort of just being along for the ride a little bit I suppose mm-hmm. it's a sort of active watching but then you know most Star Trek fans probably actively watch don't they I think looking yep. across the yeah mm-hmm. um, but uh, I mean so, uh, the thing that really stood out uh, in this episode for me was the performances across the board because yep. this. Um, and we've seen before in Star Trek history, I'm sure you can all think, think of an example, but this was an episode to me that was entirely carried by the cast. Any weaker performance from any member of that cast, and this could have felt bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I can't really single anyone out particularly, even I don't think in this. Um, I'm I'm tempted to say that, you know, this was the the Emperor Georgiou that we were uh, hoping for. I do quite like the fact that they've gone a little bit nuanced. They haven't gone full Panto villain, which um, mm-hmm. historically the Mirror Universe has been a bit about, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that there is, um, I mean, no doubt it's going to be all sorts of double crossing going on and all sorts, but the fact that there is discussion of a deal being done here and, um, you know, civilised conversation uh, between Georgiou and uh, Burnham and so on, all kind of delights slightly, even though you you kind of know what's coming, don't you? Um, mm-hmm. And, and Stamets, I mean, this was they were. I presume this is the scene that um, oh, I've forgotten the guy's name. Um, the guy who plays the Doctor. Uh, uh, oh, Stamets. 
no, no, the, uh, uh, the guy who plays Hugh. Uh, oh, Wilson oh, Cruz. Oh, Wilson Cruz. Yeah, Wilson mm-hmm. Cruz. Thank you. Um, I, I, he he said, didn't he, uh, a little while back, uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, that he was, you know, the, the the scene that he was proudest of had yet to air, and I presume that was this scene. Mm. Um, and again, if it had been badly performed, it could have just been ghastly. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't it. The whole thing has been really solid. It Lorca is. Um, I, I like the fact that in, if any in any TV show, if you can say Jason Isaacs has been the weakest performance in an episode, you know overall that's not a bad episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was. He was a little bit kind of. He. It almost feels he's a. I think he's fallen sort of guilty of that. Um, there's a rule that Frakes uh, set out once, which is never begin a scene in Star Trek with your hands on your hips because you will never know where to move them. And so you do the entire scene like that. He's become like a metaphor in this episode for that. He's there, he's he's present, he's got stuff to do, but not quite enough to do. Yeah. And yeah. so he does feel a little bit like he's sort of, you know, he's, he's like an overacting extra with his eyes occasionally sort of, you know, overreacting a little bit here and there. So, <laughs> but if that, if that's the, you know, if that's the weak spot of an episode, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still in love with Discovery. I, it just gets better and better. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about you, Aurora? What did you think of the episode? I agree with Ben. I, I, I like the episode, and I, it just feels like I like to be right, but I also like to like dissect, you know, the story of a show, and then mm-hmm. them proving me wrong. I like that too. Yeah. So, in this case, you know, we were proven right. <laughs> Yes. So it was like, okay, well, yeah, I guess we were right. I I, I saw this coming, and I, I I went to Twitter after the episode, um, and there were so many people that were shocked with the Lorca story, and I was like, really? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I um, saw that as well. I mean, it, I it, it I kind of saw it coming. I don't know why people were so surprised at this twist, but they were. Yeah, um, I saw it coming a little bit, but you could also see how they weaved it very well. That yeah. it could, that they could have revealed that that's not the case, and it still would have made some sense. But it seemed more likely. It wasn't quite as clear as like the uh, the Tyvok uh, right. storyline, mm-hmm. which, by the way, this paragraph in here mentions nothing about. And yeah. there is some stuff with with uh, Tyler slash Vok and yeah. Laurel in this episode, but uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, continue with uh, your thoughts. Um, I really like the scene where um, Emperor Giorgio is about to kill Burnham and she, you know, reveals that she's from the, the parallel universe and she gets this like little disc and she throws it around and she kills everybody in the room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They called that it a uh, badass bit of work, wasn't it? <laughs> they called it, uh, God, what, one of the writers called it like the fidget spinner of death or something like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That was insane. And then one guy survives and she's like, if you keep a secret, I'll make you governor or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, remember yeah. What, yeah. It, what, what, what that was. Uh, she had a touch of the kind of being the merciless about her in that scene. I yeah. felt There was a sort of slight nod to it almost. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Overall, I like the episode. Um, it's just, you know, that, that it didn't feel that exciting because we kind of saw it coming. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I still I still kind of got that twinge of excitement because I wasn't sure if in in my head I'm like okay if they're gonna do a big reveal they're probably gonna space out because we just got the Tyvok reveal 
mm-hmm. an episode ago or whatever, uh, uh, an official reveal that uh, the audience has kind of been in on it for a couple of episodes, but the characters got let in on it uh, just a week prior. So I, even though I kind of felt the Lorca reveal coming, I didn't expect it to happen in this episode. So when Burnham pieced it all together, mm-hmm. uh, and the way the way in which they pieced it all together made so much sense in the mirror universe, he was like a father figure to her. And then when she grew up, because it's the mirror universe, mm-hmm. <laughs> the relationship became less uh, father daughter and more. Um, God, what's a de- more delicate way to put it? Who's that director? <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say no. Who's that? Uh, who's the director who ended up marrying his adopted daughter or whatever? Oh, um, God, oh my God, he was Woody in, Allen. Yeah, Woody Allen. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say, I'm just steering clear from you know legal reasons <laughs> of finishing any of these sentences. Um. But yeah, when, when, we go, when yeah, that, he kind of went a bit Roman Polanski. I think then we've gone too far. It went, it went, more, it went a bit Harvey. Oh no, too soon. Uh, <laughs> it, went, it went more in that direction, and uh, it explains a lot of his actions in the the main universe very clearly, and it even adds a lot more context. Uh, somebody had uh, after this episode had had brought up a scene that was just an episode or two ago where he's talking to Burnham about getting in a relationship with Tyler and just the way he mentions it, you can see the look in his face like, you know, he's mad that she's in a relationship with Tyler, although you wouldn't read into it at that moment, but knowing what you know now, that Mirror Universe Lorca and Mirror Universe Burnham were a thing, that it would be hard to see for him to see her with somebody else, even though it's not his Burnham. Right. Uh, which is now, by the way, raising all sorts of questions about is Mirror Universe Burnham really dead? Are we mm-hmm. going to see Prime Universe Lorca? Uh, all yes, of this stuff? Yes, we are. I'm certain that we will. Did yeah. you see Jason Isaac's tweet about it? I thought it was really funny. Yeah, <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. Which one was that? Uh, where his, somebody, he was like, you know, people are asking me if you know, we're going to see Prime Universe Lorca. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be back for season two? And he's like, well, why would you believe me? I've been lying to you from the start. Right. <laughs> <Cute>. right. <laughs> uh, he's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I like, I love, I love that they teased it all the way up into the end. Cause there's that guard who's torturing him in the agonizer booth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, you know, mad at his, you know, something he did to his sister, betrayed his sister or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he wants her to say his name. And Lorca, the whole time in the booth, is playing it like he's kind of confused, like he doesn't really know. But then you get that shot at the end, after the reveal has been made, and he's like, you know, this was her name, and you know how it Mm -hmm. is. Find another girl and you move on, or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was was crazy. I liked all that. So the stuff that this paragraph didn't touch on is that there was something with Tyler Vock and... Lorel, where he's they're trying really hard to fix what's wrong with him and Lorel sort of refuses. There's actually a pretty great scene with Lorel and Saru mm-hmm. where she's, you know, he's pleading with her to save him. And she does excellent does, scene. Yeah, she she doesn't, you know, she's like, "No, no, this is war. This is what happens. This was his 
his choice. But I think ultimately he knows that she cares for Vok mm-hmm. and uses that. Because at the end, Saru's just like, fine, and then beams him into the cell with her. And when she sees it firsthand, she caves and offers to help. And she uses some sort of weird finger lasers to... Yeah, uh, that was weird. So the real question is, because she fixed him, mm-hmm. but in what way did she fix him? Is Vok restored? Is Tyler well, restored? Were, yeah, they because they were, they were both there still. Yeah. Well, there were two clues. So he begins in Klingon and switches to English to complete the um, right. Prayer to Kalish. Uh, but the other one, of course, is people pointing out it's the Klingon death ritual that she performs um, when he appears to snap out of it, yeah, she which would young. imply yeah. that it's uh, that it's Tyler that we've got. It's yeah. it's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, yeah. who, who do you want it to be? I kind of want it to be your idea, whether he's struggling with both of these identities. Mm. Uh, and I feel like he could be a good villain that you root to be saved a la Darth Vader but mm-hmm. I don't you know I don't know if they're going to go that route um, I kind of want it to because... be Chewbacca yeah yeah. I mean he, he could end up being what they were billing Ash Tyler as as a soldier with PTSD and this whole event all of this could actually leave him with actual post traumatic stress disorder and it could mm-hmm. just be him dealing with with all of that I, I would imagine that Vok isn't completely gone. That there's going right. to be... He's going to be in there somewhere. He'll come out from time. It'll be him trying to deal with this. Well, we've now is... had three writers on this show say, in one way or another, unless you see them die, don't assume they're dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, And, of course, uh, Mirror Vok, we didn't see die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's a fairly safe assumption that he's dead, mm-hmm. I, I would yeah. say, but, you know. And he, he's got an interesting arc if he's moved to the Prime Universe. He becomes a fascinating character in that context. Mm-hmm. But it would yep. be massively damaging to canon, but then, you know, Discovery, uh, um, at the very <laughs> least... They're playing with it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, I don't know about you, but this is, where I'm, this is where I'm finding the excitement in this, and we sort of touched upon this the last week. It's It's... It's more about the potential um, at this stage because we're all. I remember when we first discussed uh, this, when the, you know the, the sort of thumb sketch of what it might be was being talked about, and people saying, "Oh, why are we going to get another prequel series? We want to go post Voyager. We want to," and so on. And I was, you know, very much in that camp as well. And in fact, I think it was you, Tony, who was saying, "No, no, no. Look, there's there's more to be done here, but I just don't know how to how they, you know, find anything to do. But there must be something." And they yes. have. I mean, this is, it's actually pretty visionary from, from the point of view of sci-fi writing, that the whole way that Discovery has operated, they've taken a massive gamble with a hugely um, uh, uh, involved canon, with a um, fiery fan base, mm-hmm. uh, one that are just off the heels of, well, not being too happy about the recent movie adaptations, quite a lot of the fan base aren't, um, whilst that is all still going on, and they've and they've then said, oh yeah, by the way, all those things you think you know about Starfleet and you want to feel comfortable. No, we're not doing that. Um, yeah. I mean, ultimately, they will presumably settle back into something that feels a bit more Starfleet post-season one, but mm-hmm. um, what a what a bold and 
innovative kind of etch-a-sketch approach to um, everything you think you know about the origins of uh, of Starfleet. It, it's yeah. it is that kind of I just don't know where this is going to go. They're rewriting the rules while still somehow staying within you know the yes. within the canon. It, it's it's fascinating to watch. The writing is excellent. Yes, uh, and we still do not know Lorca's intent. Uh, right. Is his intent to overthrow Georgiou for him to cede power and for him to be you know, the emperor? Is he here to overthrow her to uh, free them of this? Is he working with Mirror Universe Stamets? Is he the one who helped get Lorca to the Prime Universe in the first place? Like, is are they working that's, together? That's an interesting theory. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we make of Mira Stamets? He, he's um, he's not entirely put his cards on the table yet, has he? No, no. He feels he feels a lot like regular Stamets. Really, yeah. Just, I mean, I don't evil, know. It feels evil. Yeah, it feels evil to me. <laughs> well, Hugh, Hugh tells us that he's you know that he's yeah. twisted, right? Um, but I mean, that's actually that's the one bit I've, I was struggling slightly with with this episode is the is how Hugh came to be um, on the face of it a sentient en- a yeah. sentient entity in in that yeah. environment, and the obvious answer is that it's a kind of um, sort of dream with peripheral awareness because of course he did know that he was killed he was present in the room and it was more that it reminded him it may have been his brain making sense of it rather than actual yes. you being there which yeah. i like that because some people were saying well that gives a, an outside possibility that all he's acting and believing there is that that is the end of you there may still be some way in which we may get um, the good doctor back sure. um i'm struggling a bit with how we're going to do that at this stage but then it's I'll say this. Um, Notice Hugh dies, and then the next episode, sick bay's just there's doctors all over the place now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. they were just all afraid of him. Like, maybe they just you know were assuming that he was going to do all the work, and they were just yeah, they were, <laughs> relaxing. It was a cruise ship for those guys. They were just well, maybe it's up. one of those things. I mean, it's a bit like the NHS. They wait for a disaster and then they fix it. You know, um, <laughs> with proper funding, that sick bay could have been properly staffed, and that event might have been avoided. I'm just That's saying. Right. Yeah, I blame Jeremy Hunt. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they were all hanging out in the the, the new prototype holodecks this whole time and they're just like you know should we end the program and they're like nah he will cover us he, yeah, he always yeah. covers us and then when they found out he's dead they're like god damn it computer end <laughs> program now. yep <laughs> uh, there's just like there was like a flood of them they're all over the place I'm like where were mm-hmm. all these doctors previously where's the chief medical officer because he was mm-hmm. not that person I don't even know if they have one maybe they don't well, even I have don't the chief think medical so, officer yeah. it's so Wait. weird we're a little early for um, an EMH, by my reckoning. I think we're about 100 years off, aren't we, in uh, canon timeline? Although, of course, that's canon timeline. I suppose there's a possibility we may see uh, see a, 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 yeah. a doctor of a different type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have any other thoughts that we would like to add? Ben, do you have any other thoughts that you'd like to add on this episode? I don't think so. Um it's again it you know we've had the payoff for the bits we were looking forward to and uh, they've dropped in now the sort of you know this this sort of okay you can see whoever you can see our cast of characters now have a stab at what's going to happen yeah um and i'm i'm really quite pleased that whilst i've got a few ideas about it i 
I'm nowhere near as certain about any of them as I was about a couple of the ones we've had so far. So even at this, I mean, how many episodes are left? Is there what maybe two? Three. Is there? three. There are three episodes left. Uh, so with three episodes, uh, three episodes left in um, a, a show that's in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, to still uh, at this stage have the feeling that it's not played anywhere near all of its cards. Um, yes. I, I I like this. I really do. I, the thing I'm dreading, and this was a horrible, depressing moment the other day, was when I suddenly realised the length of the gap between the end of season one and the start of season two of this show. Mm-hmm. It's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're probably not going to see it. probably be about a year, or, you know, not roughly a year. Well, I think uh, there was some prediction that, because uh, originally I think it was not supposed to be starting until 2019. Um, but there's now been some talk, and again, it's only sort of stuff rattling around on Twitter from people, I guess, with maybe mm-hmm. someone knows someone who knows someone or whatever. Uh, there's some suggestion we might see a sort of glimpse of it prior to um, to, to Christmas, but yeah, yeah. still a long gap. It is. What, yep. Between this and Doctor Who, what are they doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please stop. Yeah. Um, Aurora, do you have any other uh, thoughts on uh, the episode? Yeah, I was going to say that one thing that we didn't mention was the fact that they tied in uh, Lorca's sensitivity to light. Oh, and, that's a thing with mirror and universe that's a, people. And that's a thing in the mirror universe. Like Terrence have a sensitive, uh, are sensitive to light. And I thought that was a really cool tie-in to the beginning of the season. Um, I thought that was so really dark. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do we think of the um, the logo theory that's been circulating this week then? I don't even think it's a theory. I looked at it, and uh, Aurora, did you take a look at that as well? That article? Uh, no. What is it? Okay. okay so so this was. Oh, go, on. go ahead, Ben. Oh, okay. So this was the um, promo photograph for, uh, or promo poster, I guess, for this season. Uh, that's the one with Burnham's head in the background. It, it, I think at the oh, time yeah, we were yeah. all saying it had a slight sort of Star Warsy type. Look yeah, to yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's um, got the Vulcan hand gesture and. Yeah, the planet so, and the ship and all that stuff. And the ship going vertically directly up from the planet. And, of course, I, and it is, when you look at it, it, it cannot be coincidence. Because, of course, if you then look at the Terran um, logo, it is a very clear sort of iconographic uh, version of the, um, the image in the poster. So when that was already kicking around quite significantly before the first episode aired... Uh, I think it's fair to say that all of us as committed nerds probably fit, should feel a little bit sad that we didn't recognize that for what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the com- yeah, so the the composition the composition of the first poster that they released with Burnham on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically they're comparing it to the emblem of the Terran Empire and when you compare them together the composition of the logo and the poster is it's like a can't miss like it's, yes. the poster okay. is designed in a way that when you look at them next to each other you're like you know they're giving it away they're hinting it right there yeah uh if you knew what to look for mm-hmm, <laughs> but, mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. but when you put them next to each other now i mean it it really is just i mean it's not oh it's a bit like it's just no that's clearly just a reference to that then. okay yeah, there's no way no there's one. no way it's a coincidence at all that it just it just so happens to look exactly like the terran logo i tell you I tell you what, right. whilst because I have a feeling that Tony's about to uh, tell all the listeners about a, an interesting retail opportunity. Whilst he's doing that, Aurora, I'll find <laughs> the image and send it to you in a yes, chat. Please. Yes, yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Ben. Uh, <laughs> before we go to the scores, uh, let's thank the sponsor for this week's episode, Think Geek. 
uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek or click the Think Geek link at the top of the page of cinemageekly.com and uh, you can get yourself, I'm looking at this right now, the Star Trek United Federation of Planets presidential rug. I presume that the very president of the United Federation of Planets has this in his den uh, or his home office, and you can have it in your den or home office or bathroom or whatever uh, for the low, low price of $99.99. It's, uh, it actually looks quite luxurious. Ben has already considered purchasing this for his home. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't, I don't have any... Uh, I've got wooden floors in... Um, I've, I've, I've got a studio set up here for other shows I do. And the only problem I've got with it is the fact it's kind of echoey, as you might imagine, with wooden floors. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's the floor covering. 48 inches diameter, apparently. I think mm-hmm. I'm, I've got a tape measure right next to me. I'm going <laughs> to... As soon as I'm done with this, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to mark that up, and I'm going to find a way of keeping the cats out of there, because yeah. they will... <laughs> F that right up, won't they? I mean, you can just see it already. Um, but uh, it's it's nice. Um, yeah, Aurora, it nice. I've, I've sent you the link. It's from Radio Yes, Science I saw it. Yep. Um, but yeah, it is. that is a nice bit of soft furnishing. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly but, great. Yes. But but there's, there's another cool item this week as well, which we were talking about off air, which is the... Um, uh, the like the kids' little romper the suit next, things. Yeah, the next-gen yes. onesies. Onesies, yes. Those yeah. are so cool. Aurora recently became an aunt, so yes. she's uh, she's I looking am, for such things. Yes, I am trying to force my nephew to become a geek. That's what's going on. <laughs> this would you be gotta, a solid. You got to get him early. You got to get him yes. early. Get him. Yes. Get him in you there. Really get him do. in there before. Get him in there before they know what they're doing. <laughs> that's what you got to do. Uh, I've tried it with my kids. It's it's uh, it's half it's half work. So mm-hmm. uh, you've really, you've really got to start them early on this stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> ben, what would you give episode twelve of Discovery? Um, I will give it a four and a half, I think, because I, I enjoyed the satisfaction of it all. <laughs> yes, Aurora. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay, wow, you went a little bit yeah. lower than a little ben. bit lower, yeah. Uh, I was with Ben this week. I gave it a four and a half. Uh, I know Aurora is a little let down because she <laughs> saw it coming. Um, I was still, they still, they still, uh, they still got me a little bit. I mean, not with the surprise, but when they did it, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't really so much of a, oh my God, it's true as a, oh my God, they're doing it now mm-hmm. uh, for me. So, uh, Ben, what was it you were so excited about in the, I, uh, in I the think chat? It- it was the, I think it was just the, the sort of pace of it. It was the, oh, oh, oh no. Oh, yes, no, 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 I remember no, no, talking about said, in the chat. You said, ah, she said yes. the T word. She said the T word. Yes, she did. Um, there was reference, and I can't remember whether it was Burnham or um, Georgia now. Damn it. Uh, one of them said, when they were talking about, they were explaining the, um, the, the issue with the Defiant um, and effectively, you know, how to get back to the Prime Universe. And she made a very clear point that other than the obvious sort of um, spatial uh, um, displacement between universe A and universe B, there is also a temporal one. Mm. So we now know that she said the T word. Um, Mm. It would be an odd thing to mention unless either A, they were about to take a massive liberty with the Defiant, which is probably, I think, what the purpose of it was, or B, 
because there is some other temporal aspect to um, this storyline which we're going to encounter in the next uh, I'm guessing probably the next episode because if she's used the T word in that episode I presume that's because it's a setup for the next one mm-hmm. but yeah there or was a the kind of, of season, perhaps. M- maybe yeah but I, I mean don't forget we, we haven't let's assume that there's going to be a sort of mini defiant arc here yeah. um, not, even, not even a sniff of it yet it's coming mm-hmm. though you think so uh, yeah, well, they've, they've mentioned it too yeah. often, haven't they, for, for yes. it not to be mentioned. They must do something with it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting that the Emperor's um, ship was that sort of massive palace ship. The that Star it was. Destroyer. That yeah, was insane, yeah. 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 Um, I, again, it had that kind of slightly Flash Gordon type feel to it, which I, I thought was powered quite... By some, powered by some sort of energy ball. I don't know what that was. <laughs> oh, you know, um, why not? Uh, but yeah. <laughs> different universe, you guys. But, um, yeah, I... I I, there was a. It is. It was just the whole. It was lots of little bit. Galaxy Quest, I think, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what that. I can't remember what that that MacGuffin oh, was called, but I can't. Um, but no, I, I, was, I think that was the sort of exciting. The Omega bit, Thirteen. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> uh, just I'll just punch another hole in my geek card, and <laughs> I do believe uh, I get a free sub for that. So. <laughs> Nerd level unlocked. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a level fifty uh, now, everyone. There is um, there is another Star Trek Discovery product uh, being released. Uh, is it before we're next on? I think it may be the day we're we're next recording. I think sixth uh, of February. When's that? Soon uh, is when that is. Yeah. Um, which is uh, I've talked about already the um, Star Trek Discovery audio books, and obviously I've uh, we're talking about the last one, uh, Desperate. Desperate Times? Desperate, I can't remember what it was called now. Yeah, that's um, like that. Which is the one... Uh, sorry, that, that's, sorry the, the first one wasn't called that. Anyway, second one, the one that comes out on the 6th of February, is called uh, Drastic Measures, uh, and that is... Um, because the first one was kind of mainly about Burnham and Spock, although the captains involved were Giorgio and Pike. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that. This one, uh, written by Dayton Ward, who, if you know any of the Star Trek novels... Um, well, he's written, oh, I don't even know how many of them. Uh, I would hazard a guess at probably 25, 30 of them, uh, covering all the various different um, iterations, or certainly a lot of them. He's also um, written, I think to date, the only kind of really heavily involved story about a Terran Empress, uh, mm-hmm. which is from the Mirror Universe series. Uh, it's a book called Glass Empires, I think. Um, so if anyone can make this interesting it'll be him uh but yeah so dayton ward um, audiobook version of it i can already tell you it's 11 hours 30 minutes so do you know what you're getting your money's worth for that um <laughs> sure. and it's available on various different platforms but the reason i'm mentioning it particularly right now is it's available to pre-order on um google play which this week if you go into the google play store and go to books you'll see there's a new tab on there called audiobooks they have finally added audiobooks to google play um they any if you buy your first one on there at the moment you get 50 percent off um any uh, first purchase there's no subscription unlike audible so um you know you just pick and choose the ones you want mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't think you can use the 50% off for a pre-order for a book because I think it comes outside of the uh, promotion period. But in any event, I think I can't remember how much it was. I think it may have been something like maybe £6 or something, so probably about the same in dollars. I would have thought maybe 7 or $8. Right, um, yep. Yeah, and um, 
I would say that was money well spent for seven and a half hours worth of um, familiarization with uh, with uh, the, the discovery universe. And as I say, this guy knows what he's doing in terms of you know treating canon with a bit of respect and not ruining anything for everyone else. A lot of the TV series, there's even been reference to you know sort of bits of his plots which have been effectively stuck into yeah. canon. So um, you're in safe hands. I strongly recommend it. I love my I love myself a good audiobook, and I'm kind of wanting to get a little bit more into the universe, at least the universe that they've sort of created around the show. Mm-hmm. I guess at least in that regard, uh, as it relates to some of the characters, especially. And I think that's always a good route to go if you really, really want to get to know more about. Uh, the characters. I'm pretty sure any of the stuff that's created right now for these shows uh, is usually considered canon to a degree. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know if I don't know how they're measuring canon these days. I don't know if it's like half canon or but, they'll pick but the really. Choose. But the kind of handy thing about this particular set is because we're dealing with really, you know, we're on thin ice canon-wise, aren't we, with Discovery? Um, yeah. The really handy thing about this is that um, because we're talking about a crossover in times between, um, well, take, for example, Spock uh, and Pike and then, you know, the Discovery um, uh, characters, it is unlikely, I would say, that we will see Pike or Spock um, certainly in, in anything other than a very, very passing way, if we ever see them at all in Discovery. But you know that you kind of want to know how that might go. Um, mm, I and, mean, and who knows? They may... I mean, I'm not well, sure... Well, I won't spoil it for that. you. I can tell you exactly how they got on, but... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, we'll see where they go for the finale. Mm-hmm. It's The way they've been doling out big surprises... As they've been going on here, especially the second half of the first season, I don't know. I'm kind of expecting there's. Let me. Just Where's say Quinto? This. What's he up to? Anyone got eyes on Quinto? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people who are expecting to get a glimpse of the NCC 1701 before the season is over. <laughs> so let's just say that there's a lot of people who think we're going to see the Enterprise uh, before the season is over. So hmm. uh, maybe not the bridge. But like the exterior of the ship, something people are yeah. expecting it. But yeah, uh, I don't know. We well, should, but, well, I, I just think the the idea of you know the sort of the the family uh, connection across those two ships. Um, yeah. Or well, I think uh, well, I won't ruin the book, but it's 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 obviously not the discovery in the first of the audio books. Um, but no yeah, spoilers. The, yeah, no spoilers. But it's it is absolutely well worth it that's available on um uh audible as well at the moment already so if you want to if listen to that in your subscription it's well worth the credit and the nice or thing if... about the the new star trek books on audible and by the looks of it on google play as well is they are not abridged versions which of course was the absolute bane of everyone's life for the audiobooks of the old ones on audible i think almost all of them are abridged on there which is kind of crappy isn't it if you're a cheapskate like me as well, uh, I think Audible gives you one or two free audiobooks. So if you want to wait till yeah. it's released, mm-hmm. yep, <laughs> go get it that way as well. Absolutely. I know I've, I know I've picked up more than my handful of uh, audiobooks using various email addresses. Oh, God. <laughs> so, okay. uh, February 6th. Or 6th of February if you're in the UK. There you go. Um, all right, well, that's the uh, the episode for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com. Check out the archives of the show. Find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music. 
Just search for I'm a Doctor, Not a Podcast. Hit subscribe, and then you can listen to us next week when we come back to talk about Discovery Season 1, Episode 13. It's called What's Past is Prologue. <laughs>